0: Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Coming Down to Earth with Spirit podcast with me, David Hale. Like with Season 1, we will continue talking about all things spiritual in a real and down to earth way. So I hope you can join me on my podcast journey so you can learn from my own spiritual journey and experiences with spirit in order to help you on your own spiritual journey and development. So join me now as we get into this episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to my little podcast. Thanks very much for joining. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a topic which I've been thinking about doing for a while, but then also one of my lovely followers also suggested that I do it as well. So the topic we're going to talk about in today's episode is confidence and not just confidence as in Um, needing confidence to work as a medium, but just talking about confidence as a human in general. So I hope that for those of you who do have confidence issues, you know, not necessarily a naturally confident person, I hope you can take something from the episode. And I also hope that those people who are mediums on their mediumship journey, who do suffer from confidence, hopefully you'll be able to take something from the episode as well. So let's get into it. And I thought what I would do is to kind of split the episode into two parts. We'll talk about confidence in general, and then we'll talk about confidence um, or needing confidence in mediumship. Now, some of us, and I include myself in this, are not born naturally confident people. And there are people out there who are naturally confident or, or who come across as being naturally confident. And, you know, growing up as a, as a kid, obviously, <laughs> I would look at other people who were far more confident than I was. And I would sometimes look at them and I would, I would wish that I was more confident because I was not a confident child whatsoever. I was very timid. I was very shy. Um, I was also very small as in stature. I was very skinny, which other people would delight in telling me. Um, So I was bullied as a kid. I had goofy teeth, didn't consider myself attractive or intelligent or any of those things at all. And I was very insular. Um, at point, I wasn't an extrovert as a child. What I wouldn't even consider myself an extrovert now, um, but was not an extrovert as a child. I kept myself to myself. In fact, when I was at school, um, in high school, I received you no, know, you have the end of year awards and that kind of thing. I received uh, an award from my, um, my form tutor for being the student who, um, he had the most pleasure in teaching, which is nice because. I paid attention. I, I did, as I was told, but also because I didn't draw attention to myself. I wasn't one of those kids in my class who would be, oh, look at me, you know, all the lads or that kind of thing. And um, and so, yeah, I won, <laughs> I won an award for that. And when that award was called out, I was highly embarrassed. And I probably went bright red um, as I went up to get my award as well. But that's what I was like as a child. I was very shy. I was very embarrassed about different number of different things you know in school I would never put my hand up to answer a question which a teacher asked because one I was afraid of getting it wrong and number two I didn't want people turning around to look at me as you, you know as you answer the question and you know there's those, lots of those times where that happened where the teacher a- asked the question I knew the answer I didn't put my hand up to answer it because I thought well maybe I'm just maybe I'm wrong and then someone gives the answer that I was going to give and they were completely right. <laughs> but still, I still never, um, although I might have thought I was right, I still never put my hand up. Um, and So I was that kind of kid. I was very, very shy. Um, even with my, you know, my gymnastics, you know, I have mentioned it before on, on the podcast, but you know, as a as a kid going into my early teens, I was a competitive gymnast. And on my fir- my very first competition that I ever did, it was on Mother's Day, because I remember my mum and my stepdad were in the audience. I think it was in Peterborough, somewhere like that. And um, I did the floor and I did the the vault, as we called it then. Some people call it the horse, but we call it the vault. And I won gold on the floor, my very, very first ever gymnastics competition. And you know, and I did. For, I did more competitions. I did competitions as an artistic gymnast, and also um, in sports acrobatics, where I worked with a partner. And it was with that, with the partner, that we won the national championships. And I was about, I was kind of, I was thirteen or fourteen. But all, but even though I had a short gymnastics career, I were It was something that I was really, really good at. So you would think that going into each competition, that you know, you'd you'd have that confidence, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, my mum reminds me that before every competition that I did, I would throw up because I felt so nervous because I wasn't confident in necessarily in my abilities, and it you no know, even to, it was even the thought of going into the auditorium, that sports centre, whatever it was, and having people look at me as I am I'm doing my gymnastics on you no know, on the floor to the judges and that kind of thing. So that would always make me nervous as well. Um, but yeah, in, and and even today, I'm not the the most confident person. I'm that kind of person who would rather text or email someone <laughs> rather than have a conversation. Not necessarily with friends or family, that's a bit different. But you know if you've got things to sort out, you've got meetings to sort out, you've got to call, I don't know, a utility company because they've, they've given you the wrong price, they've charged you the wrong thing, or whatever it might be, I'd rather text them or email them because um, it's, just, it's just more comfortable to me. And um, you know and one of these people as well who's very good at giving advice to other people and saying to them, right, you need to sort them out. You need to ring that person and tell them. Whereas if I look at <laughs> look at myself, I would rather not do that. <laughs> so we're always very good at telling other people, aren't we? You should do this, do that, sort them out. Don't take no shit from them. Blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to us having to deal with those things, like, oh God, I'd rather um step back away from it but you know I think you um it's just one of those things that you have to learn because I don't think I don't necessarily think that everyone is not is Although I said at the beginning some people are naturally confident and they are and I've seen it throughout my life through through school and different workplaces that I've worked in there are people who are naturally confident who will get on that phone and have those conversations or talk to those people face to face and all that business and some of us are just not naturally confident at all that sometimes it's it's a thing that we have to we have to learn and it's for some people confidence is a skill that you have to learn you have to build upon Um, to make it to make it stronger Um, but I think when you're not a naturally confident person I think you know throughout your whole life you can get you know as old as you like I do feel like sometimes those confidence issues are still going to be there they're not just going to magically disappear with the older we get but I have found that with the older that that I've got um, I've definitely become more confident and I think you get to a certain age as well where you think do you know what? I fuck this. I can't. No, I need. I, I need to deal with this. I'm not taking that person shit. That person shit. Some people. I need to have the confidence to say to them, "Look, you're pissing me off here because you're acting this way, that way." Or you know, if you in a in a workplace, if you've got to have. Um, a conversation with someone in like a business meeting that you need to learn to go and well, you know what I can't just sit here with my, my mouth shut if I've got something to say I need to say it but that was always feedback that I got even when I was working for a company that I worked for for 12 years we had I, I was part of upper management uh, or senior management I should say and in meetings I would although well, I had something to say I didn't want to say it because you had all these people who I felt were more were more intelligent than I was who would have all these business ideas and all this I'm I'm not very business minded to be perfectly perfectly honest. I'm not into data and figures and numbers and KPIs. That's just not me as ai p I'm I'm in I'm more about people rather than bloody numbers. And so it never really resonated with me if you like. But that was always my feedback from my manager was that well, I'd like to be more vocal in meetings and why are you so shy for why you're not you know, you're not speaking up or whatever. But it was just it's it's just a confidence thing so it it does still affect me and you know you do think how can I how can I become more confident because sometimes you know I might I get my own nerves for not dealing with things straight away because I'm trying to build up the confidence to do (laughs) to do them and I'm just talking about life stuff here not mediumship but life stuff and I get my own nerves but um you know when you think when I think about it there's 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 no magic formula to becoming more confident again like I said at the, at the beginning I think with age and experience you do become more confident and and sometimes you have to go through uncomfortable experiences to know that if it does happen again next time you then have the experience to deal with it because you could deal with it last time so that experience is really um, important and not shying away from doing things I think sometimes for me I operate no not operate better but when I'm thrown in the deep end of something I've got no choice but to deal with it and I think that also builds confidence as well because you think okay I had no time to prepare for this but I've done it because I've just been thrown into doing it and for me personally sometimes that's what I need is that just little push or kick up the ass basically to do something which takes me out of the comfort zone and um and, and get things done, experience new things. And talking about comfort zone, I think that's also something that can build confidence because um, I read a, qu- a quote a, a long time ago and, and it's always stuck with me. And it says, a comfort zone is a beautiful place to be, but nothing ever grows there. And I think that's such a true statement because when we, are, when we do live in our bubble and we do live in our comfort zone, we never step out of it. We're never going to learn anything new or um, face new experiences. And we need to learn to do that because those new experiences and those things that we're a little bit afraid of doing, it's those things that we learn and we grow from. And that's what we can learn to gain more confidence from because they are things that we're not necessarily comfortable with us. They're not necessarily naturally comfortable for us. But actually, if we face it and do it, and then look back at it, we can go, Lord, look what I did. That's not something I'd usually do, but look, I did it. And that can only push you forward and start building on that confidence. But as I say, I've, it's, it's a work in progress for a lot of people, including myself, that you know, there isn't a magic pill you can swallow to become more confident. There's not a magic formula or anything like that. I think it is just sometimes facing your fear And as I've said before in a previous episode is that we can't work or live on a fear vibration because fear stops us doing things. And there could be a lot of things out there that you've wanted to do for such a long time, but you don't dare do them because you're fearful that they either won't work out or it's not going to be as pleasant an experience as you want it to be. But as we all say, you know, if you don't try, you don't know. So it's just sometimes pushing ourselves outside of that comfort zone and just doing things that again we might feel uncomfortable with at first but once you do it you can then give yourself a pat on the back and go, well do you know what I did that, you know, good for me. Do you know what I mean? And give you and big yourself up a little bit to give you that that confidence. But I say it's not an easy thing to do. It is um a process for a lot of people. But all I can say is just keep going. Keep, no, keep learning, keep being open to new experiences because if you don't do those new things, you're not gonna be able to face those certain fears and, and grow with it. Do you know what I mean? So keep it going, people. And when you do something that is out of your comfort zone, it's okay to give yourself a pat on the back. It's not an ego thing. It's not an arrogant thing. It's a well done thing. Give yourself that credit for doing it allow yourself to feel that you've done something that um, you can call an achievement whatever it might be it might be a small little thing now I always go back to the analogy of if you're someone who um Doesn't like to go outside. Has that kind, maybe, a fear? And I think is it agoraphobia, where you don't want to go outside. You'd rather be comfortable in your house. If you're somebody like that, for example, even if you open the door one day, the front door, and just look outside, that's a step in the right direction. The next week, you might open the front door and put one foot over the threshold. That's an achievement. And keep building up to that and keep building your confidence with it. And again, it's those little things that you might be uncomfortable with, but little steps can you know, can can build up to something big at the end. So, you know, do it, he says, <laughs> taking my own advice as I'm as I'm as I'm talking about it. But let's then move on to talk about having confidence in mediumship because I know that people out there who are starting to learn about their spiritual selves are on their own journey to to becoming mediums will hopefully appreciate what I'm about to say and will resonate with what I'm about to say about having confidence in mediumship. So I wonder how many of you listening to this who are developing as mediums are affected by a lack of confidence. But the good thing is, one, you're not alone, and two, it's perfectly normal, especially when you first start developing as a medium. Because with mediumship, you need to be able to trust yourself enough, and I've talked about this in a previous episode, you have to be confident enough to trust yourself enough to know that what you're receiving is from spirit and not from your logical mind, that's a process in itself, which which is probably for another episode. But we have to have the confidence in our own ability and our own skill set as mediums or indeed psychics, because you know the work we do is it's a bit mad, really, isn't it? It's a bit mad that we you know we can say that we do communicate with the spirit world. We're talking to inverted commas dead people. So because there's not necessarily um a manual for mediumship, unlike, you know, if you, in a in a, say in a normal job, again, inverted commas, you know, you might have a manual which tells you how to do your job. And the more you do that job, the more you're confident in it. And it, and it's explained, you know how certain things work, you know, have to go back to data, which I mentioned earlier, Ron, you know how KPIs work, you know how that works, you know how the system works. And it's all logical and um, easily explained. Whereas mediumship it's not a logical thing. And I know for myself when I first started developing, because although it was working, the mediumship, I did not necessarily understand, and we still don't necessarily understand at all now, of how it works or why it works that way. So when there's something that you're doing which can't be explained, that in itself can affect your confidence, because you do question, am I really doing it? Am I... Um, do I really have that connection? Am I really able to help people um, by doing what I'm doing? Because what I'm doing, I don't know how it works. <laughs> so sometimes it's like a vicious cycle where you don't know how it works. So then you don't know, are you really doing it? So then you don't trust yourself enough, have the confidence enough to say what you're feeling, seeing, hearing, or whatever. So it, like, almost like this uh, cycle that goes round and round and round and round. But you have to get to a point at some time where you go, no. I am doing it. I can do it, and just allow yourself to to accept what you're doing, which can then in turn sometimes you know increase that increase that confidence. But again, it is a working process for a lot of for a lot of us, and it's taken me a long time to really build up the confidence to know to do what I'm doing and to trust myself and to not allow the skeptics cynics or anyone else to tell me otherwise Um, so it's just about you know building that confidence and that comes with experience and time and I think you know again I've said this in a previous episode but I think sometimes when you are developing as a medium people want to learn all about it now they want to do a six-week course and then call themselves a medium and that's not the case. It's mediumship is a process, the journey, it, and that's what it is. It's a journey. It's a journey of learning your craft. It's a journey of building that trust with spirit. It's a journey of building that confidence within yourself. And again, I think if you are na- if you're not a naturally confident person, you know it can take a while to to build. But also, it's always going to be there. And I say that because you now I still to this day. If I do um, a particular, if I'm booked to do a particular one-to-one private reading, I still get butterflies through nerves because, you know, I want to be able to do my best. I want the person sat in front of me to get what they need out of the reading. So I still suffer from nerves um, from that point of view. And, you know, as I've said before as well, that I'm into my seventh year of doing this and obviously still learning and growing and developing and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and when I first started learning, I I didn't I wasn't learning or developing to be a platform medium. I was learning just to be a medium to help people. I wasn't saying to myself, right, in four years time or five years time, I'm going to be on that platform or on that stage. I hoped it would be there one day, but it's not what I was necessarily working towards. And I don't know about you, but anyone here that is developing, you know, to go onto the platform, the thought of it kind of... It, just made me nervous, <laughs> and you know some people. Some people are going through that now. Just the thought of being on platform, you want to shit yourself, right? Because <laughs> it's that thing oh my god, I've got to get up there, have loads of people looking at me. I've got to you know trust myself and have the confidence that I can do it, and spirit are going to come through, and all that business. So, um, so, yeah, I'm going. I'm still going through that little bit now with platform work. So although I've done a lot of online platform demonstrations on Zoom going to a, you know, a physical church or a center or whatever to, to do a demonstration, I still get very nervous. Um, I mean, I've done, I think I've done three I've done three physical platform demonstrations up to this point, and I've got some uh, a few more actually coming up this coming up this year. And the last one I did as a solo. The first two I did as a duo. My last one I did was as a solo demonstration. It was a service at a spiritual center. Although that went really really well and people loved it, and I've been booked again um, for for next year. I, I still think of the next one coming up, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> What, what, if, what if I can't, what if I can't do it? And I got all those things going on in my mind. It's that imposter syndrome, isn't it? Like, oh no, you're not good enough. And maybe what if, you, what if that doesn't happen? What if that don't work out? And you always go through those negative things in the mind. What if that doesn't, what if I don't, what if don't show up on that particular um, demonstration? What if my connection is really shit that day? What if, and you go through all those things. And I think sometimes we have to give ourselves a mental telling off, right? And um, I heard uh, RuPaul just to bring him into the conversation um, for whatever reason. I was watching one of the, one of the uh, Drag Race episodes, and because RuPaul talks about that he still suffers from that inner saboteur, as he calls it, you know that, that inner voice which says no, you can't do it, you're not good enough, and all this business. And he said something which I res- which I thought was a really good idea. So I want to pass it on to you. So when you hear that imposter say to you, you can't do it, you're not good enough, turn that imposter into a real person in your head and give them a name. Let's say, let's use Bob for argument's sake, just for this example. So you've heard that said to you and you say to it, okay, Bob, to acknowledge it? Okay, Bob, I'm hearing what you're saying, but fuck off. And treat it like a person who is trying to tell you in your ear that you're not good enough. Because you would do it to anybody here. If you had a family member or friend which said to you, well, some of you will do it, some of you might not, who said to you, man, you can't do this. You ain't good enough to do that. Are you going to stand there and take it from a physical being? Probably not. So why are you going to take it from this imposter that's in your mind telling you you're not good enough? Don't. So again, hear it, acknowledge it. Thank you, Bob. I've heard what you said. Now piss off. And Get rid of those thoughts out of your head. And it can take some practice because for some people, it's not as easy as just telling those thoughts to, to go away. It, it can take work, but that's one way of getting rid of those negative thoughts and those negative thoughts that affect your confidence it's just acknowledging it and telling it I know it's there I'm not always going to be able to magically get rid of those thoughts it's probably going to happen every time I do something like this but I need to find a way to acknowledge it and tell it to go away so I can get on with what I need what I need to do now, for some people, it's going to be really easy if some, as I say, some people, it's not going to be so easy, but it's doing these little things that is that are going to help you to keep your mind on track and to keep you feeling at least a little bit confident and in control, because I think when we do lose our confidence, we do lose a little bit of control. So, for example. In the past, especially when I've been particularly nervous about doing something. So, for example, in my previous uh, one of my previous jobs, I um, had to do some public speaking. I had to stand up in front of large groups of people and deliver data or deliver a, a company update or whatever. I know when I get nervous, I lose my words. I lose my train of thought. <laughs> and you kind of lose that sense of speech because <laughs> you're trying to find the words. But because you're so... Um, nervous about doing it it, it it then affects you at least it does me anyway so that can't continue with, with everything I do especially when it comes to like doing demonstration doing platform work now I'm you going know, I have to deliver a opening prayer maybe a reading and then an address as well as, the, as as well as the mediumship um you need to find that way of going you know do you know what bugger what I'm hearing in my head I can do it otherwise I wouldn't be doing it You know, I've got this skill for a reason, but it's also a skill that can become better, that I can build upon. And it's that word, isn't it? It's like we all know, a bit of a cliche, but it's getting rid of the word can't and say, no, I can, and and all those kind of things. So sometimes you have to try different things which are going to help us build that confidence. But again, as I said, I I keep saying a bit like a parrot, keep repeating it. But. Now it comes, it, you build confidence in mediumship through experience and through time. You know, some, there are some mediums out there who are, you know, are naturally confident. That's great, but that's not what it is like, what it's like for everybody. So we still need to um, to work on it, to build on it. And, and again, the reason why it's important to find ways around tackling it is because for a lot of us, it's always there's always going to be times where you are going to be nervous. You know, you you may be nervous for every single platform demonstration that you do, but that's just you and who you are as a human. It doesn't mean you're a. It doesn't mean you're rubbish or you're bad or you haven't got the skill you definitely have it's just you as a person you're not naturally confident but that's okay that's all right and I but I do feel you know that it it could be a positive thing because I think it also keeps you grounded you know if you if you if somebody is always highly confident you know you could come across as being quite arrogant and egoic right but that's not always the case though because I know some mediums who are who are very confident in their ability but they're not um egoic or arrogant they're great people but they've just learned over time that you know they trust themselves they trust themselves enough to do this work they know the skill they've got but again that but that's taken them time and patience and experience to get to that place so don't beat yourself up if you think, oh, God, I, I should be more confident or whatever. Again, it takes time um, to build. But again, rem- remembering you're a human. So sometimes we are going to have those occasions where we're not feeling so confident. We are a little bit nervous, but and that's perfectly normal. Now, the one thing, I'd, uh, the other thing I would say in order to, to to build your confidence and to work on your confidence is to do not compare yourself to other mediums and you'll hear this said uh, quite a lot by other um, mediums as well please do not compare yourself because I've been there where I have compared myself to other mediums who are who are on the development journey and I saw what they were doing and how they were working and I was allowing that to affect my confidence and allow myself to you know to listen to though that inner saboteur, that imposter who said, well, you're not as good as them. They're doing that. And you're not doing that because you're not good enough. And it wasn't necessarily the reality but it was just how I was feeling because I was comparing myself to someone else's journey, to someone else's development. So I've learned very quickly not to compare myself to other people, but still I still have to give myself that slap on the wrist sometimes if I look at someone and go, well, how come they're doing that and I'm not? Is it because I'm not good enough or people don't see that same skill within me? So I give myself that slap and say, no, shut up. You're on your own journey. And that's the thing you can follow the journey of other mediums right whether you watch them on youtube or whether you you, you go you follow them around the country watching their demonstrations or whatever so yes you can follow their journey but remember their journey is not yours you are on your own path and you are doing what you're meant to be doing at this particular time. And it's also something I speak from experience there, because I was I've been told that many a time by other mediums that I've had readings from. And it is and it's and it's very true, you know, your own your own guide, your your spirit guide team, they know what path you need to be on at what particular at what particular moment they think you should be on it. Right. We think that we need a certain path. We think we need to be quicker with this, quicker with that. I should be there now and all that kind of business. But if you actually follow your instincts and you listen to your guides, you will come to understand that what you're doing at this particular time is, is the right thing for you. And if I look at my own journey with my mediumship development, as I've said in a previous episode, I I can be quite impatient by just by nature, right? And when I first started learning, I don't want to say I was in, impatient. I don't think it was that. I think it was more. The more I learned, the more I wanted to know because I, I it was fine. I was finally doing something that I was genuinely passionate about interested in and I found myself actually I was actually quite good at it as well and because of all those things I naturally wanted to learn more learn a bit faster and um and I was told many a time by other mediums not mediums who developed me but other mediums through readings that i had i said slow down you know you, you, it's not a race you'll learn as much as you need to learn in the time that you that you've got right and obviously the learning also never stops with with mediumship either And it wasn't because I was developing to be a platform medium. Again, like I've said before, I was just developing to be a medium, full stop. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to get on that stage by that point. I'm going to get on that platform by that point. It wasn't It was none of that. Although it was something in my mind, a goal for me to achieve at some point. Although, as I said before, thinking about it, getting on platform, could could bring you out in hives, right? Um, And so... I was taking down different paths, different different um, avenues of learning, you know, and um, I now look back, now I'm actually doing the platform work, I can now look back at it and go, ah, I was sent down that path and I went th- through those avenues because they've all led to this, this point in my life now, you know, this, this year has been, a year for me for getting myself out there onto onto the platform getting my name out there a little bit more but had had I not have gone down the the avenues that I did prior to this I probably wouldn't be where I am now because all my hard work dedication commitment practice has all led to what I'm doing now um, this year which is again going out there being booked for platform work and stuff like that which you know it's I still look look at it and go am i really doing platform work am i re-? even when I did my my I said my my previous solo demonstration at spiritual center before I actually left the house to to get in the car to drive there I said to myself what am i doing why am i what? I wasn't doing saying it in a negative way I was kind of giggling to myself you know that nervous excitement <laughs> saying to myself what am I doing? Am I really, am I really doing this? Am I really going to stand up in front of a load of people by myself and deliver a service? And I don't think that will ever leave me. I think even with the next one that I'm going to do, I'm still going to be thinking the same thing, how I'm, I'm finally doing this. I'm finally doing this work. So it's all, it is all a bit strange, but again, I just think that, You know, the more that I do, the more confident I'll become. And that's the same for anybody listening. The more you do... The more you you practice, the more you develop, the more you experience, your confidence will grow with mediumship as well. But it's important, and I've learned this as well, is not to knock yourself. It's not to be down on yourself or beat yourself up for not feeling particularly confident in a certain setting, whether it be, you know, you're getting ready to do a demonstration, whether it be you're getting ready to do a private one-to-one, whatever it might be, you know, we are still going to suffer, not suffer, that's a bit of a strong word, but a bit of a dramatic word, isn't it? You're still going to feel the effects sometimes of being unconfident. But again, it's all right because we're human and it and it happens. But I think I'm going to shut up there because I've rabbited on long enough at you. But I sincerely hope that what I've talked about does help people um, to understand that you're not alone, but it, that it does get easier. It's not always going to be, Um, as it is at the moment right you're always going to constantly learn and develop and grow and um, and things will change you know my mediumship now is very different to what it was seven years six six seven years ago it's not the same because now again we experience more we grow more on our confidence and our trust with spirit so you just got to keep it going and be good to yourself while you're doing it But once again, as always, thank you very much for listening and please look after yourself and I'll speak to you soon. Well, there you have it. That's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and you found it interesting. There are plenty more episodes to come, so stay tuned and I'll speak to you all soon.